Today, Rinpoche explained the big difference between the nihilist point of view and the Madhyamikan point of view. The nihilists assert that things are causeless. Madhyamikas assert that things are caused and therefore, because they are caused, they dependently originate. And because of dependent origination, they lack intrinsic existence. But they do not not exist, as the nihilists assert. So everyone um, following along, we're going to start today on uh, page 6. I'm sorry, I'm in the Tibetan. Page 150, uh, right where it says, uh, that's where I said, right? Yeah. It's something about cause and effect. My name is something. Okay, so see it says um, on page 150, first paragraph, maybe 10 more lines down. Thank you so much. Madhyamakas propound that things such as karma and its effect lack intrinsic uh, existence. Um, right there is where we're going to be reading from. Like two sentences before it says 603 in parentheses. So right about there. All right. Dig Rinpoche. So uh, Rinpoche is, I'm going to try the best I can to do this with, I'm not sure whether I should do it with the English or the Sanskrit. Well, it's all going to make sense in a second. Um, when we look at the two words, um, Madhyamaka and Madhyamiken, um, the difference between these two, Madhyamaka is referring to uh, a tenet of emptiness that presents the lack of true establishment of phenomena. So when we look at... Um, what the assertion is um, of Madhyamaka, it is that of the lacking of true establishment, emptiness. Um, a Madhyam, Madhyamikan is someone who is a follower of that uh, Madhyamika philosophy. Um, so in the um, uh, Tibetan, you'll see the word for the, you know, for the system and the word for the practitioner of the system. And that's what Rinpoche is basically explaining, is that in the Tibetan, when you see one word, it's referring to the system of the lack of true establishment of phenomena, emptiness, and the other is referring to the practitioner of that system. Um, so in, in here, it says some say that Madhyamikas, uh, Madhyamikas are referring to the practitioners of Madhyamika. Um, sometimes it'll be Madhyamikan, um, uh, but... Um, here it says some say that Madhyamikas. So it would be a consequential school. No, it wouldn't be. It would be middle way school or middle way pract practitioner, middle wayist, <laughs> if you could. Um, so that's uh, what the, the two words, what the difference between the two words. One's the system and the other's a practitioner of the system. Desonrams. 
So what? Uh, so we use the reason of of dependent origination in the middle way to prove lack of true establishment. So here um, it says that the Madhyamikas, those practitioners of the Madhyamika, um, um, the middle wayists, <laughs> um, they hold that such things lack intrinsic existence or lack true establishment. They pr- propound that su- um, things such as karma and its effects lack intrinsic existence. So karma and its effect here are referring to um, action and consequence. All, all results or all consequences re- rely on their causes. Um, so here, um, this system of cause and effect requires dependent origination and therefore madhyamaka's propound lack of intrinsic existence or uh, a lack of true establishment because of the reason of dependent origination uh, so dison rimche tende ma debite jusendo mejejes tata tetar tata sejendada sejende jite so Chabamedoshe ただ Did someone come in? Can you just look? 
Ted's not here, so when he usually checks when someone comes in the door who it is just to make sure because some places have had problems. Oh. You know what I mean? Yeah. Thank you. So if you could just do that because you're closest to the door to check. Sorry to interrupt the class. I just realized Ted's not here. You get it, what I'm saying, right? <laughs> okay. Stasha could explain. She's paranoid like me. Okay. <laughs> um, okay, so... Uh, so this system here um, is showing that Madhyamakas do assert cause and effect, and they do assert karma and its results, um, and then they do differ then from the nihilists. So here now you're going to see the points made to show those differences. Um, so here it says, I just got to... Uh, Madhyamakas propound that such things as karma and its effects lack intrinsic existence by reason of their being dependent arisings. Nihilists do not <coughs> assert that karma and its effects are dependent arisings, so they do not use dependent arising as a reason to support in support of their thesis. Instead, to support their claim that karma and its effects are non-existent, the reason they give is that the living beings who are here now were not seen arriving in the life from a former one and are not seen leaving it for a future one. Hence, there is an enormous difference between Niles and Madhyamakas in their reasons. Jandakirti's clear word says, so just as a note, basically, the Nihilists are saying, you can't see it, so it's not there. You don't see this happen, so it doesn't happen, because I, you don't see it happen. Um, and then Chandrakirti's clear words, we find the rebuttal. Some say that Madhyamakas are no different from nihilists. Why? Because Madhyamika, Madhyamakas propound that virtuous and non-virtuous actions, agents, and effects, as well as all the worlds of this and other lifetimes, are empty of intrinsic existence. While nihilists also propound that these... While nihilists... It should say, while nihilists propound that these are non-existence. Hence, they argue that... Hence, they argue that Madhyamakas do not differ from nihilists. Such is not the case, for Madhyamakas uh, propound dependent arising and propound that because of being dependent arisings, everything, this world, other worlds, and so forth, lacks intrinsic existence. The nihilists' understanding that things such as other worlds beyond this lifetime are not real, is not reached via knowledge that those things are empty of intrinsic existence due to being dependent arisings. What do they claim? They regard these objects of the things in this world as naturally existent. They do not see them come in this world from another or go on another go to another world from this one, so they deny the existence of other things, example, former lives uh, and future lives, which are in fact like things like, which are in fact like the things seen in this world. Um, I think that's where Rinpoche read to. She Sung So. Dig Sung Rinpoche. Dao Drabo Long Tsar. Gelde. She Sung So Gelde. She Sung So. Nene Gelde. She Sung So. She Sung So. She Sung So. She Song 
得到呢？我不，我不不，他得吧，他得呗，记了呢，做多忙啊，写做了，写了呢，得不忙，写下我，记了呢，要打不打呢，咋不买一把刀，看，看到嘛多啊，写下我，记了呢，要打不打不，咋不买一把？ Then ジョバナ、ジョバナ、ジョバナ、ジョバナ、ジョバナ、ジョバナ、ジョバナ、ジョバナ、ジョバナ、ジョバナ、ジョバナ、ジョバナ、ジョバナ、ジョバナ、ジ
This shows that those who claim to be madhyamakas yet do not accept the existence of karma and its effects even conventionally, in fact have a view similar to that of the uh, Lokayata nihilists. What reason does the Master Chandrakirti give for the difference between Madhyamakas and nihilists? He does not say because they have assertions, whereas we do not. He does not say they assert that these are non-existence, whereas we do not say that they are non-existent. Mepa. Rather, we hold that they are not. Uh, we hold that they are not existent. Yoba mayim. Yoba Mayin. Instead, he says that Madhyamakas propound that karma and such lack intrinsic existence. He says that Madhyamakas cite dependent arisings as the reason for that of lack of intrinsic existence. He says that Madhyamakas do not accept those teachings on karma and such in conventional terms. Quam. You propose that things such as karma and its effects lack essential or intrinsic existence. Those nihilists who assert that such things lack intrinsic existence inasmuch as they assert that they are non-existent. Therefore, they agree with Madhyamakas about the lack of intrinsic existence. So they say taking some too much away, that's nihilism. And then leaving too much is substantialism. So here is, is taking too much away. Here it's saying that the, just because they're saying there's lack of true existence, we're nihilists are saying that ultimately, in an ultimate sense, because there's nothing there, it really doesn't lack any true existence, and the two, two points that are being made are not the same. Um, again, there is a very great difference. For example, suppose someone who does not know who stole some Jews deceptively states, that person committed the robbery. Another person who saw the thief steal the jewels also says that person committed the robbery. As it happens, they identify the same thief who has actually stolen the jewels, yet they are not alike, for one spoke deceptively and the other honestly. In this vein, Chandrakirti's clear words says, Objection. Madhyamakas and nihilists agree about real things. Even if they agree that real things do not exist, they are still not the same because the way that they know that is different. So the way they come about it isn't the same. For example, suppose someone does not really know that a certain person committed a robbery, but out of animosity toward that person dishonestly proclaims this person committed the robbery. Another person makes the same accusation having actually seen the robbery, even though there is no difference between those two with regard to the fact. Still, there is a difference in the two accusers. For one, for, for of the one it is said that one speaks dishonestly, and of the other, that one speaks honestly. A careful investigation of the first person will lead to disgrace and reproach, but such is not the case with the second. Similarly, here also, when the understanding and the utterances of Madhyamaka, who accurately know the nature of things, are compound to the nihilists, who do not accurately know the nature of things, what they know and say are not alike. Some persons in understanding the absence of intrinsic existence think that the reason that reason refutes such things as karma and its effects. Thus they conclude that cause and effect cannot be posited in their own system. Chandrakirti totally refutes the proposition that such persons, though wrong about the class of appearances, i.e. conventionalities, have gained an accurate view of the class of emptiness. Therefore, do not take emptiness to mean being empty of the capacity to perform functions. Instead, you must have a way to posit the dependent arising of causes and effects despite the absence of intrinsic existence. Chandrakirti's commentary on the 400 stanzas says, um, in that case regarding an object, when it is produced it does not 
come. Likewise, when it ceases, it does not go. It definitely does not intrinsically exist if it does not intrinsic. It def. It definitely does not intrinsically exist if it does not intrinsically exist. Then what is there? Dependent arising. Entities caused by the afflicted and the pure do exist. I think that's where Rinpoche read to. Okay, Rinpoche. Dixon, Shesong, Shesong, so. Dani Kachi. Dani Kachi. Shesong, so. Dani Kachi. Dani Kachi. Hmm. Tanden and Haman and the Yuan, and then the Shaman was later to Joe and Haman and the ngasu Okay, so there are many different positions on in in terms of the various systems on where um, sentient beings arrive arise from. The nihilists state that a being um, has uh, no cause whatsoever. So the nihilists propound causeless. Everything's just random. There's no cause. Um, And other schools present that things arise from themselves. Some present arisal from other, like a god, something other. Uh, so then some state that there are arisal from a combination of self and other. And then there are the nihilists who say that there's no cause. There's no nothing whatsoever. So these are the four things that, as a translator's note, Nagarjuna refutes and Chandrakirti refutes. And uh, it's the, that things arise from self, other, a combination of both or, or neither being causeless. Um, so here, this is getting rid of this idea of causelessness and showing that those nihilists who propound causelessness um, are different than uh, though. The, see, the nihilists um, assert causelessness, then assert non-existence, um, whereas the Madhyamakas assert the conventional existence and do not assert non-existence, and their lack of intrinsic existence. Um, is not non is not an a assertion of non-existence. It's just an assertion of dependent origination. Um, so um, when we we look at what Buddhism states, how Buddhism states um, we come about or sentient beings come about, it's f- because we have consciousness, and the consciousness came from a previous moment's consciousness that came from a previous moment from a previous moment's consciousness, and when we look at that string or that that continuum, we won't find a beginning. So Buddhists assert beginninglessness, a beginningless um, stream of consciousness. So therefore, the 
consciousness possessor is beginningless as well. So there's a beginningless consciousness possessors and beginningless consciousness. Um, because there's been a possessor of that consciousness just in, in different lives, in different forms and shapes and types of beings, but that consciousness itself is beginningless, just like possessor. It's always There's always been a possessor of the consciousness um, since beginningless time. Not the same possessor, just a possessor, just a kin in Tibetan in language. It's a, it's a possessor. Uh, um, so, no beginning. Dig song, Rinpoche. ดีนะคะจีราจีราจีแม่บาราจีแม่บาโกนะเลนเดสุรีเบกะบะโกนะจุนเดรอนลุลาจาตุแม่บาเตยอ๋อฮ่องชุกุนซุกุนซุบาล
So I read, um, I'm just going to reread something, just because I read further on. Um, they're both Chandrakirti quotes, so I just I went, just read a little extra. You'll see what I mean. Um, the clear words quote ends on page 152, and then the 400 verses quote. So I read that extra paragraph in there. So let me reread it. Some persons in understanding the absence of intrinsic existence think that reason refutes such things as karma and its effects. Thus they conclude that cause and effect cannot be posited in their own system. Chandrakirti totally refutes the proposition that such thing that such persons, though wrong about the class of appearances, i.e. conventionalities, have gained an accurate view of the class of emptiness. Therefore, do not take emptiness to mean being empty of the capacity to perform functions. Instead, you must have a way to posit the depending arising of causes and effects despite the absence of intrinsic existence. Chandrakirti's commentary on the 400 verses stands as says, In that case, regarding an object, when it is produced, it does not come there. Likewise, when it ceases, it does not go. It definitely does not intrinsically exist. If it does not intrinsically intrinsically exists, then where is it? What is there? Dependent arising. Entities caused by the afflicted and the pure do exist. This clearly answers the question, if there is no intrinsic existence, then what does exist? The Master Buddha Palita also gives an answer that clearly distinguishes existence from essential existence. Buddha Palita's commentary on the fundamental treatise, commenting on the twelfth chapter of Nagarjuna's Text says, objection, if time does not exist and causes and effects and collections of causes and conditions also do not exist, then what else could exist? Therefore, the Madhyamaka position is simply a nihilistic argument. Reply, it is not so. It is utterly impossible for time and such to exist essentially, as you imagine. However, they established as dependent designations. Thus, he refutes this, saying that it is impossible for there to be essential existence as the essentialists claim. He also says that dependent arisings exist. They are established as dependent designations. Thus, you will overcome countless wrong ideas if you distinguish intrinsic existence in the absence of intrinsic existence from existence and non-existence. Moreover, you will not make the mistake in arguments refuting intrinsic existence for refutations of existence itself. Therefore, since the main answers that Madhyamakas give to scholars who are essentialists proceed from this list of distinctions, I have given a bit of explanation. Okay. So now we move on to the twelfth chapter in the English. That's more, Rimache. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Semetumadu 
有的没叫我们去叫我们去学习了说吧说不过呢最近都叫我们呢最近叫我们呢最近叫我们呢最近叫我们呢最近叫我们呢最近叫我们呢最近叫我们呢最近叫我们呢最近叫我们呢最近
Sogen ci sado, pomate ce manena, te sana pomayoba, keba yenge, pomayoba, tan, te taki, te jindo, rangi, ngoyotubi, keba yena, neba neba, oma beribi, tene, keba maneba, te rangi, no, rangi ngoyotubi, keba, Ciao, che bai, ciao, 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 i heard Rimchi is having trouble with his throat right now, so we're going to just read where we are, and then uh, we're going to do question and answer. Um, so, um, Where did I leave off? I'm sorry. I read the new chapter, right? Correct. Okay, I didn't read any of that. All right, rational analysis. And uh, just remember, the little stuff on the top isn't in the Tibetan, so I don't read that. Um, those are just notes of the outline of the... It's another text, actually, that outlines the Lamrim. It's very useful. Showing that Madhyamaka critique does not... Showing that the Madhyamaka critique does not eradicate conventional existence. This has four parts. You cannot eradicate conventional phenomena by refuting them through investigating whether they are capable of withstanding rational analysis. You cannot eradicate two. You cannot eradicate conventional phenomena by refuting them through investigating whether valid cognitions valid cognition establishes them. Three, you cannot eradicate conventional phenomena by refuting them through investigating whether they are produced in one or four alternative ways, from self, other, both, or neither. And number four, a refutation of all four parts of the, the tetralemma. Things exist, things do not exist, and so forth. It is not legitimate critique of conventional phenomena. Does Rimshay have anything just to drink, something small? The death's tone, Rimche. Tone. Death's death's tone, Yerbe. Rimche, that's the chew go. Okay. I don't I don't think he can any okay. You cannot er okay, so number one. Uh, you cannot eradicate conventional phenomena by refuting them through investigating whether they are capable of withstanding rational analysis. A proper analysis of whether these phenomena, forms and such exist, or are produced in an objective sense is what we call a line of reasoning that analyzes reality, or a line of reasoning that analyzes the final status of being. Since we Madhyamakas do not assert that the production of forms and such can withstand analysis by such reasoning, our position avoids the fallacy that these are truly existent things. Question. If these things cannot withstand rational analysis, then how is it possible for something to exist when reason has refuted it? Reply. You are mistakenly conflating the inability to withstand rational analysis with the invalidation by reason. Many who have made this error claim that production and such exist even though rational analysis of reality 
refutes them. This is reckless chatter, so we do not agree. To ask whether something can withstand rational analysis is to ask whether it is found by a line of reasoning that analyzes reality. Chandrakirti's commentary on the 400 stanzas says, because our analysis is intent upon seeking intrinsic existence. So the Madhyamaka's analysis are looking for some kind of intrinsic existence. Not existence, intrinsic existence. And that's what's being negated. That's what's non-existent to a Madhyamaka is intrinsic existence is non-existent. Um, If these things... Okay, I'm sorry. Because our analysis... So this is seeking to discover whether forms and so forth have an intrinsic nature that is produced, ceases, and so forth. Thus the analysis searches to see whether forms and so forth have production and cessation that exist essentially. It is not that this line of reasoning searches for mere production and cessation. Therefore this line of reasoning is said to analyze reality because it analyzes whether production, cessation, and so forth are established in reality, intrinsically. When such a line of reasoning analyzes or searches for production and so forth, it does not find a trace of them. They are unable to withstand analysis. However, the fact that this line of reasoning does not find them does not entail that it refutes them. Rather, reason refutes something that, if it did exist, could have to be established by reason, but which reason does not establish. Conventional consciousness established the production and cessation of forms and such. Although forms and such exist, reasoning consciousness do not establish them. Therefore, while reason does not find forms and such, how could it refute them? For example, a visual consciousness does not find sounds, but this does not refute them. This is similar. Therefore, if production, cessation, and so forth existed essentially, i.e. were established in reality, then reason would have to find them because it accurately analyzes whether forms and such have essentially existent production and cessation. Since such analysis does not find production and so forth, it refutes production, cessation, and so forth that exist essentially, that is, in reality. For if they existed essentially, that analysis would have to find them, but it does not. For example, when a searcher who is certain to find a pot in the east, if it is there, searches in the east for a pot and does not find it. This refutes the existence of a pot in the east, yet how could it refute the mere existence of a pot? Similarly, Madhyamaka's analyze this in a certain... Similarly, Madhyamaka analysis is certain to find essentially existent production if it exists. When it does not find production, this constitutes a refutation of intrinsically or essentially existent production. How could it refute mere production? In this vein, Chandrakirti's commentary in the 400 stanzas says. So that's where we ended. Uh, We'll begin with Chandrakirti's quote next class. And um, does anybody have any questions? Rimache, um this is his first class back from the hospital, so we're very happy to have Rimbache back, feeling well. Again, I've upgraded uh, his care, so that's always good. Uh, sorry if I'm, you know, I'm basically going from, you know, the mula to like five layers of commentary between that and that. But if uh, if I understand the guardian appropriately, correctly, he. You know, he's saying, especially in like the first chapter of the Mula, that you know any kind what what's called here causes and conditions just lack any kind of intrinsic existence. But what he calls dependent origination, 
does have some kind of intrinsic no dependent origination does not have any kind of intrinsic existence Correct. either nothing all right. does all right all right <laughs> i guess that is the dendel demba drupa yin so dependent origination is not truly established either. It lacks intrinsic existence. Um, because dependent origination is, de is dependent, it's a mere collection of coming together, um, which is the proof of lack of intrinsic existence. Dependent origination refers to the comings together. So if the eye, for instance, is not intrinsically existent because it's a collection of things that came together, served as a basis, and then was named as I. So that is dependent origination. So dependent origination itself is dependent. Yeah. Rinpoche, my question is um, understanding better the difference between... Um, an arhat and a Buddha. My understanding is is that the main one of the main distinctions is uh, bodhicitta, uh, and that in the cultivation of bodhicitta, uh, you achieve the um, removal of the obstructions to omniscience. Mm -hmm. So uh, it was taught before that. Just real quickly. Yeah. A Buddha is an arhat. Okay, yeah. yeah okay, yeah, so yeah, yeah. the um, difference yes. between a Hinayana yes. Arhat and a Buddha? Yes. Okay, I just want to frame the yes. question. Yes. Okay. So, um, my question pertains to specifically understanding the, the role of bodhicitta and great compassion in the context of removing the obstacles to omniscience because, as, it w as it's been said before, uh, love and compassion can harm... Uh, the grasping at true establishment, but it cannot remove it. And it was said that only realizing emptiness removes it. So how is it so, so that bodhicitta, which is great compassion, is capable of removing the obstacles to omniscience? It has to do with the self-cherishing attitude. Okay. I'll ask, I'll ask, because the okay. grasping at self-cherishing self attitude okay. isn't removed completely. Okay. Yes. Yeah, Rinpoche, the teme da jomba dang sanje. The chapa kongit sampa, the teme da jomba shedri pakcha yure, den sunsang kon the namchen yomare, then a sanje nudri dan shedri pakcha nika tsar, pangsar. Then kongit triwa, the garshene semche, the shedri pakcha nepo. Sejan Tajikan to Sanjiko to Bashawunabe, 
so the mind itself that's wishing that um that that leaves the idea of just yourself and then transfers this idea of of liberation to all sentient beings is a much more powerful mind. It's a much more, uh, it's a much greater mind. Hence, it's called the great vehicle as opposed to lesser vehicle because of the broadness of the mind. It's looking to become a Buddha in order for everyone to be free from suffering, etc. So it's the broadness of the mind um, has an enormous amount of power that the the smaller mind of the Hinayanist does not have. So then the wisdom realizing emptiness is able to eradicate the grasping at true establishment just like realizing a rope is a rope and not believing it's a snake. So if you saw it in a dimly lit room a rope and thought it was a snake, as soon as you know it's a rope, it removes all of the wrong ideas that came around it, you thinking that it was a snake. So when you combine, Rinpoche is saying, this, this um, thought, this um, understanding of reality with this greater broad mind, it has the ability to get rid of those imprints. Nene? What so it's true that the Hinayana foe destroyer still has self-cherishing attitude. So that is, it's, the imp- the, it's from the imprints. Those imprints that are lingering there st- causes that to still be there. So it's that mind that aspires to enlightenment that acts as an antidote. Could I ask one more question? That makes sense. Okay, sure. Because um, so of the broadness. So, in, in understanding how karma works, basically we can say that whatever suffering might come to us, we have a basis for that, that cause, or the cause of that suffering in our own minds based on our previous actions. So, um, I wanted to understand uh, how I could under- explain to others, basically, how to understand the law of karma in the context of how you defend for yourself. Because if you're going to defend yourself in the context of someone else who wants to harm you, you know, it. You know, the 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 notion that that karma, the reason why this person wants to harm me, is because of my own actions and my own previous karma, gets in the way of of wanting to defend yourself because it's like you deserve it. You know, so like, 
So if someone was harmed by someone, then you can say, oh, they deserved it, and that's it. And there's, there's, no, there's no action to defend that person. Do you see what I'm saying? So how do you, how do you find the basis? You say they deserved it in terms of, at a macro view, in terms of the karma. They didn't deserve it because of something they did this life necessarily. Okay. Is but, that what you mean? I just want to make sure I'm framing well, it. Because the macro view of Buddhism is not that, oh, they deserved it because they did something bad yesterday. The macro yeah. view of Buddhism is that maybe a million lifetimes ago, they hit a donkey with a stick. Mm-hmm. And there's an imprint of that negativity there. Mm-hmm. And some condition arose which allowed that to arise as an experience. Right, right. So it's not... Um, so I just want to make sure that, and yeah. Buddhism also, that from the side of the experiencer of the hitting, mm-hmm. you want to stop that person from hitting you because they're creating non-virtue by hitting you and creating right. suffering for their future by hitting you. Rinpoche, the the ngatsu jikten sansan kali kabudu gangyansin the the sansan may jenda ngatsu nu nu gugudu nu the ne the ngatsu the konsu nu kana Yapudu gangin sena ngatsu le ngama ngatsu dipasason den sunsan konsu chikshena konsu nga shujason den nga de garshene de mejenda nga de shin chikshena shin nga go shujason den garshene den ngami 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 de le gijepo den de ngatsu ka yapudu the Natsu the the dig song Yapudu Gangensena the Natsu Dipayan Natsu the Natsu the Jutsen Natsu then Chiran Sanlogariube then Nuken Lena Kana Makana This is an artist Zubogman Dubayana Kaju Maris Lesso Zubogman Tunukagoris so, Rinpoche said that every experience is different and every individual is different. If one is able to um, practice patience and not retaliate, then, then this is good. But then some circumstances are good to stop the person who is trying to harm you. Um, so, it's, it's not a blanket answer for all circumstances. I see. Th- I see that there's a major obstacle that arises when, for example, someone would have a, a, be the victim of some kind of crime, and then, you know, just very blanketly saying that from the law of karma he deserved it. For especially for people who don't necessarily believe in karma or like who don't come from the perspective of karma, to understand, oh, like so you're suddenly blaming this person for something something that he didn't do. This innocent person. Do you see what I'm saying? How it's no. like. So, so like, you know, you could say like even like a child, you know, if like a child was, was abused, you know, by her, their father, you know. You so who is this person saying, oh, they deserved it? Where are the, who is this person? No, no, I'm I saying no, that. No, I'm saying, you know what I mean? Yeah, okay. Is anyone else catching that? Like, who's well, this person that's I think saying the, that? I th- it's called victim blaming, blaming the victim for bad things that happened to them. It's, it's yeah. our but I think, but I think what I'm what I'm what I'm getting at is that the law That's of karma, subtle, the law of karma, in a very general way of thinking, wants to say that the victim of that abuse is to be blamed for their um, experiencing that suffering because they did something in the past. So, so but they I mean, didn't do something in the past. That's okay. the mistaken part there. Okay. That person isn't to be blamed because they didn't do it. Joe okay. Blow did it in the past, or the donkey oh. did it when he stepped on the ant. 
uh-huh. when you were the donkey. Okay. So you've got to separate that it's jo- Jeff's fault because it wasn't Jeff's karma. Okay. My continuum isn't Jeff. Okay. My continuum isn't Jeff, John, Mike, Donkey, or Pete. Mm-hmm. My continuum is just whatever is nominally designated at the moment that the continuum is experience a, a, a being, mm-hmm. is, is, being ex, is experiencing in, within a being, mm-hmm. whatever that experiencer is. So Buddhism doesn't say ever that it's Jeff's fault. It would say that the, in the continuum, there's a cause for that to have happened. So okay. it explains it, but okay. doesn't blame it. It okay. just explains it. I think okay. Western culture is always looking for blame and so forth, but all that Buddhism does is explains things, explains mm-hmm. why things happen. There's not a blame. It's just an explanation of why a circumstance arises. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's good. Thank you. Thanks. <clears throat> one, one just really quick question about um the translation or uh the text and whether um when it uses a sort of uh expression forms and such is that just sort of everything that sh- is that sh- but is it shorthand for the aggregate i mean it's sort of referring to everything as okay the i can aggregates? ask if it's re- in that specific case does it mean yeah. the four other aggregates I mean, as well kind of what page that. real quick well it's um 156 just right at, at the top but it but it occurs it it does um, occur a lot i yeah. just want to give him an exact um because it may be in some cases it may be referring to everything, or in some cases maybe referring to the aggregate. So I just want to be specific. One fifty-six top. Okay, let's see. Where's the first break? Of course. Six. That won't be hard to find. Just give me one sec. Contrivayure just descurumche niragian. Tambo zu. Okay. Rimbache here. The zula sopichu. The the pumonga. The zudan chu tamche. The 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 lamatsun kapa tambo ni. The zula sopichu. The dag don yen lo. The pumonga. In this case, it's when it says um, "and such" in the in the Tibetan, it's ev- and all phenomena really. So it's referring to forms and everything else, not just specifically the aggregates in this case. Um, and then uh, the other question I had is just when um, earlier it was mentioned that. Um, uh, you know, there's beginningless consciousness and then beginningless possessors of consciousness. Are those possessors, would that be like a body? Or, and are there other options uh, other than bodies? It, 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 the, the, it's defined as a being uh, imputed on any among the five aggregates. Okay. So it's just that, that when we say person, or is that is a being imputed on any among of the five aggregates, and that person possesses consciousness. So in the, like in the nge de kon kansakitseni gare de nge kansakitseni lason di logoriba lapsan pomong ngamo kanula ten tabichebut kansakitseni samal lapsar de ne kongi chiva de kansak de sheba kian 
Sheba Ken. Ken. Sheba Chen, yes. Okay, so yes. The the I I just want to make sure I explained it correctly. So the person is the possessor of consciousness. Person is defined as a being imputed on any among the five aggregates. The reason it just doesn't say five aggregates, it says among, because there are formless realm beings who only have four aggregates. And so in the bardo, it would be something along those lines, like not a sort of physical body that we... The light body of the bardo, but it takes on the form of the next life. But it can change karmically in the bardo up to seven times, I think. Rinpoche, the bardo la, the dendru, the ne jake, the tem dun, the tambo me, the ne dendru, the ne la, the bardo nang la, tem dun, je tugudu. What does it hear as well? Yes, so seven times. Okay, so there can be seven different experiences within the intermediate state in terms of uh, your body, if you will. Just I don't think it's called, it's like light body. Um, but you could be a god and then a human, then a horse, and then um, it can change. Not, that's not the norm, but it can up to seven times. So the intermediate state is the thing between our death and next life. It's where we are when we're going, the place we are when we're going to our next life. The place we are when we're going to our next life after we've died. We're, the place we will be. <laughs> you get it. Okay, anyone else? The, the Buddha nature is in all of us. It exists in all of us. Is, is the Buddha nature also in a dog? Yes. All and sentient if it beings. is in a dog, does the dog have the capacity to manifest the Buddha nature? The Buddha, is, it has the Buddha nature. The Buddha, any, any, any possessor of consciousness has Buddha nature. So any being in any of the realms of cyclic existence has Buddha nature. And so all, all the, the key, animals... The key, Kongi Trua, key. This, uh, Sanjay Ri, Yurube. I think, Lai, this... Sheba Yu, you know, this Sanjay Ri, you. So, Rimuchi, if you have consciousness, Rimuchi just said the same thing I did. If you are a possessor of consciousness, then you have Buddha nature. It always makes me happy when Rimuchi repeats what I said. Means I'm on the right track, or at least near the track. At least getting off the exit to the track. If uh, scientists determine that other, there are other sentient beings in other, uh, forget the word. No, not worlds, but say plants. Plants have sent are sentient beings. Scientists determine that, you know, I don't know, a mountain has is a has consciousness if they do or if if they do okay if they do then um will there be more than the six realms of existence and it, will buddhism change as a result of that rimache um tanda yomare gemma 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 did sen ripa the lobjong mambo chegudu the ne gemma konsot sampa the shin sheba yure 
Dejri Sheba Yure. Metu Sheba Yure. Gemma 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 Tsenripa de Kelena the Dawa Dun Zugare. Tanda the Dawa Ritu. Dawa Ritu. Then a Gemma Dawa Ritun. Dawa Ritje. Sanche le Namchen. Sanche ke land the Metu yo Sheba Yoma. Now there's been large amounts of debates in scripture um, about are there more than six? Why is the number six? Um, the Buddha has gone over and over in debate about why um, plants and such are not sentient beings, trees are not sentient beings, mountains are not sentient beings, and why. There's actually schools that debated the Buddha in scripture about um, that because the flower opens, um, when the sun shines, it knows to open, and that means it has consciousness because it wants to see the sun. And Buddhism said, no, this is just cause and effect happening. Um, there's, you know, photos, you know, warmth happening, so the flower knows that the warmth is happening and needs to open. So anyway, it's described in some way of cause and effect, and it's refuting that just because something occurs because of something else, that that makes it sentient. Um, so Buddhism's very sure about the six. You saw them both shaking their head now, um, because the Buddha is considered omniscient. Um, so what the Buddha asserted to be true, um, if it was not figurative, because there's literal and figurative, if it's presented as something literal, um, then it's uh, considered truth. Okay, thank you. That's why I get confused about the, the, the um, Mount Meru thing, where they say, well, if science says it, it's okay, because the Buddhists don't really believe that, and I'm, I don't want them to say that if they don't believe that. <laughs> anyway, it's my aside nothing to do with anything but my aside i'm gonna try to articulate some jumbled thinking do it up Let's okay go. um a tukul yes tukul is um a rebirth yes and uh there's a, a lineage real quickly yep okay. tukul mm -hmm. means the emanation body of a buddha in tibetan now we have tukus but it it's supposed to be like the emanation it's a the the emanation of a Buddha is what that is supposed to be. Um, the Tuku, the the Kongichiwa, the Tuku, Tuku, the Rinpoche, Rinpoche Yure, the Nga Nga Segudu, the the Denden Sanlodanga, the the Tuku, the Trupa, Sanje Trupa, Yene Tuku Yena Trupa Yimbicha. So, okay, so it's just, um, Rinpoche is saying it's just the nom name of emanation. It doesn't mean, uh, he's like just saying they call that, they're using that name, emanation, but it doesn't mean it necessarily is. Okay. I'm, I'm interested in ancestry. So, if a, if a tuku is a, is there any... There's a lineage there, the word lineage. Never is blood, though. But not blood. Correct. Okay. So, what does Tibetan Buddhism say or think about ancestry in terms of the of genes that are followed from, from the consciousness of genes that are followed from one generation to another? 
Um, and I ask this only because I've been reading a little bit. Thich Nhat Hanh talks a lot about ancestry and the mm-hmm. importance of honoring mother, father, generations before, and that the that the that the that the consciousness that that's the consciousness that follows. That that's the consciousness that is. I, I don't know what they would call it, luminous consciousness or whatnot, but the the, the genetic. And I'm just wondering, um, is that a science question? Is that are we talking so DNA? The, que- is the, the question is, is this the genetics that are passed on? Mm-hmm. Um, are those? See, Buddhism wouldn't say that. Those would just Buddhism would say that those are part of the collection of parts that are coming together. Buddhism wouldn't say that. Um, that those are all individual strains of consciousness. It could say that those genes um, are causes for consciousness, but wouldn't say that they are consciousness. So the Rinpoche, the the Senripa, the Kelen, the Ngatsupama, Ama Dampaba, the 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 gonga, the the ama, the gonga, then papa, the garpo, the nanga, the genes yere, the garshene nga nge mikpa ngompo, garshene nge dra serpo, then garshene nga ke ke yapudu, then garshene nge napo, garshene nge garpo, then the sen ripa ke len, then gatsu papa dang ama. The gunga dan garpo nangla the nupa yure genes they mean the gangin sena nge papa 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 the natsa chipa nge ama ama papa 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 natsa chipa the ne sen ripa the lob jung shegudu gangin sena the me gariakshu the kong papa natsa gare then they con this salo dang do then the consort sampa the papa 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 the natsa jik then the garshene de genes, I mean. Then the nge papa, papa. The garpo, gene nangla drapodu. Then sunsang nga chini natsa yure. Gangyasuna nge papa, 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 chini natsa yure. Then they, the garpo nangla, the chini natsa nupa yure. Then sunsang, the pugo jason, chini natsa yure. Then sen ripa de kelen. Then the Charon Salogari, you bet. Then the Charon Sampa, the Sheba Re 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 Re, Sheba Mamo Nangla, the Garpo, Sheba Mamo Nangla, then the Gunga Nangla, Sheba Mambo, Sheba Jew Mambo, Gare. Sheba Jew Dang Sheba? Mambo you so you could say there are many consciousnesses and many, um, I'm sorry, many consciousnesses uh, and many consciousnesses causes within the, um, I brought it to sperm and egg because that's what's transferred and it's saying that in that there is an ability, what is called genes, which are, there are parts um, of that uh, have ability and to produce sickness, to produce yellow hair, to produce blue eyes. I tried to explain it in, as coarsely as I could. And Rinpoche said, scientists are very smart. There are both consciousnesses and uh, causes for consciousnesses there. Lots of them. Quote, unquote. Yeah, 
Ask Geshe-la a question if you have one for him. Or we can just end. Rimeshe is just putting him on the spot. You don't have to torture him. You really don't. Unless you, you need to. Feel the need to. Geshe-la, uh, could I ask a question about um, basically... Um, so this might be a hard question because it's having to do with science. Yeah, how about we don't do hard, because I don't Let's translate do for s- him, okay, and it's so going to be really hard for me to do this Okay, right so maybe not a science question. Dialect. Okay. I mean, try it, but I'm just saying okay, that, so, like... Well, this is actually does pertain to Buddhism. Okay. In Buddhism, in Buddhism, there is the, 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 the belief in, and to my understanding, there's a belief in, in the in, um, inseparable particles or a- atoms, Correct. That there's belief in atoms, in yeah, but there's no that never is broken down to one, but yeah. So there's no particle that can't be broken. Okay, so there's always a north, south, east, and west, up and down. And then, but and then, so there's there's always parts of the the atom that can be broken down into more parts. Right. Okay, so it just keeps going. Right. Okay, so that that would that was my question because because basically. ゴンリチュアでねんぴちゅうでんせんりぱでどででずゆれでどまんぼどどどどどまんぼでんせんちゅんゆれどアダムアダムどアダムいつこどどどどどどどどどどどどどどどどどどどどどどどどどどどど
I dedicate all this virtue to emulate the knowledge of the hero Manjushri and likewise Samantabhadra as well. With whatever dedication is praised as supreme by all the conquerors who traverse the three times, I also dedicate all my roots of virtue for the sake of auspicious deeds. In the pure land surrounded by snowy mountains, you are the source of all benefit and happiness, all power. Avogateshvara, Tenzin Jatso, may you stay until samsara's end. I pray for the long life of the precious Kensar Wandak, upholder of scriptural and realizational doctrines, the spiritual friend who trained extensively in the five great philosophical texts, with exceptional wisdom and perseverance. Tuji Rimche, Guti Shapi Denunla. Tsulam Rimche, Mokanga Chirinla. And as far as the tolkus go, the reason that Rinpoche was saying,